Okatov, we are continuing Haftarah from the book of Shofetim that is on Bishalah. Today we're doing the second half of the Haftarah, which is the song of Devorah. Um, is there any difference between where Ashkenazim read and where Sfaradim read um, in this? In this Ashkenazim begin earlier. Oh, Ashkenazim begin from the beginning. From the beginning. And we start from the song. Sfaradim begin at the Haftarah here from the song. Uh huh. Okay. So yesterday I did I did the Ashkenazi reading of it. And it's a good story to know from Shofetim, so it didn't hurt. But uh, as for the schedule, tomorrow, Thursday, I'm not around. So I'm going to be traveling. Um, and yeah, I'm going to try to do the class anyways from wherever I am. But I'm, I won't be here. So th- this Haftarah is going to be the song of Devorah after yesterday's battle against Yavin Melech Hatzor and his king and his, and his uh, general Sisera. And the win over Sisera, Devorah is going to get up and sing a song, very much similar to the way Miriam got up and sing a song in this week's parasha. But the difference is, here we actually have the song, and there we don't have the song, we only have Moshe's song. Okay? So, Pasuk Aleph, uh, the, the difficulty here is going to be the language is very poetic, because it's typical of songs in the Tanakh. But the themes of the song, where you're going to see, is uh, the fact that. It's, it's, it's uh, going to be praise of God for saving Am Israel and for bringing back the cities that were basically cowering, cowering away in fear. And then at the end of the song, she's actually going to go tribe by tribe and criticize the tribes who did not join her in battle and then praise the ones who did, which is typical of Sefer Shofetim, as we said, because in the book of Shofetim, Am Israel is not united. So you have one tribe joining battle and tribe saying, no, we don't want to join in battle. And that was very, very typical. So that we see a lot of that in this song of Devorah. Perek He, Pasuk Aleph. And Devorah sang, and so did Barak, the son of Avinoam, that was the general of that battle. On that day, on the day of their victory, saying, so Bifroa Piraot Israel is very difficult to translate. It could mean two things. It could mean when God was punishing Israel, when he was when he was uh, um, uh, he was uh, wreaks ven- he was wreaking vengeance against Israel. Then what the people came and they donated themselves to battle. That's one possible thing. Meaning when God was wreaking vengeance on Israel by bringing an enemy the people got up and went to battle or another interpretation is that when the people were in a time of distress and they therefore grew out their hair in in vows of not cutting their hair like a like a nazir kind of thing then people also went out to battle meaning it could be it could be the good thing or a bad thing it could either be when god was bringing vengeance upon israel or when times were tough and israel was led to to growing out their hair in order to win God's approval, then the people donated themselves. Here, it's, it's, it's kind of, I understood it, it says, uh, um, whether God wreaks vengeance against Israel or the people dedicate themselves to him, whether he, you're put in a tough spot, then you turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or when times are good, and you're, you should always just bless him. Ah. Uh, it says bless him. The, the, one, the thing I, I think about Beit Nadev Am is, is Nadev means and the people gave themselves over to God, right? They gave themselves over. It seems like the theme of this song is going to be the battles. Mm. 
So it seems like she's praising, Devorah here is praising the people who are going to battle. So I think the Behit Nadev is a reference to people going out to fight in the military. Anyways, in these times, we should bless God because we just had success in such time. In such a time. Pasuk 3. Listen, kings, hear, princes. I to Hashem, I will sing. That's a typical poetic way of saying something. She could have said, but for the sake of the cadence and the and the you know and the balance of or whatever it's called, she says, I to God I will sing. I will sing to God, King of Israel, uh, the, the Adonai, the God of Israel. God, when you left Seir, when you walked from the field of Sedom, the land trembled, the, the heavens were dripping, and the clouds were uh, dripping water. So what is that refer referring to? We'll see in the next pasuk what it's referring to. Harim nazelumi Adonai, the mountains were sweating from God. Ze Sinai, Adonai This is Sinai. This is a reference to Har Sinai from Hashem, the God of Israel. So what's going on? What is that? What are those two pasukim? It's an introduction to the glory of God, and she's saying that when Borei Olam gave the Torah on Har Sinai. The mountains were dripping, the clouds were dripping. It was like a very momentous event. The beginning part, when it says, when God left Seir and he traveled from Sede Edom, uh, hard to know what that's a reference to. The Midrash, I think on that Midrash, says from here we see that God, before giving the Torah to Am Israel on Har Sinai, he first went to other people. So he went to Seir and Edom, to see if they wanted the Torah, I think this is where the Midrash gets it from because it introduces Har Sinai with Anything on it? No. Okay. If you if you had if you had a more uh, expansive yeah. Navi, uh, you could you could look in the Midrash. I think it's there. Pasuk six. In the times of Shamgar ben Anat, in the times of Ya'el, people stopped traveling. The ways got stopped. The people that were going on the paths, they were going in roundabout fashion. They were going in, uh, in side streets because they were too scared to use the main roads. The cities in Israel were all quiet. They completely became, they lessened. Until I got up. I devorah, I got up as a mother in Israel. When the Jews chose new gods for themselves, then war came to their gates. But there was not to be seen a, a shield or a spear in the 40,000 men of Israel. So she's describing a situation where everything was difficult the, the ways were all treacherous there was no people were not traveling out of fear the Jews took upon themselves new gods and then 
They also had no ways to protect themselves when war came to their gates. Okay? My heart goes out to the leaders of Israel, the ones who dedicated themselves to the nation. Blessed be God. Now she's going to start to praise the people who came to war. Now what's interesting is that what does Chokek mean? Chokekei Israel. So here it translates it as the governors of Israel, which I think is a good translation. A chokek is the governor, and what, what does the word come from? Chokek is someone who inscribes, who can inscribe law into a stone. That's the chokek or chakak is to inscribe something, so to carve something out of stone. So the leadership in Am Israel is identified with a word that's tied to to the law. Which I just think is an interesting thing about Am Israel. You know, you think in pagan societies, their leaders were called lawgivers. I mean, it wasn't, that wasn't their first priority. In Am Israel, which is a law-abiding nation, which is built on the law, the leaders are called the lawgivers. It's just an interesting note. Chokkei Israel. Now, Pasuk Yud. Now, the people who are going on uh, white donkeys... That were sitting on rich clothes, meaning they would put like a nice thing on their donkey to sit on. The people that are walking on the way, they will be speaking, speaking about the glory of God. So she's describing, imagine um, after all of this happened and people have a lot to thank God for. You're seeing people going back on the streets. They're going back on their very, very expensive donkey with their nice plush covering for their donkey. And she's saying those people are going to also speak the praises of God. Oh, we did that. When, uh, here, more than the sound of archers between the people who are gathering water, that's where they would sing the praises or the, the kindnesses of God, the, God, the kindnesses of God towards his cities. Then they went down to the cities, the nation of God. Meaning after all of this, all the people had what to sing God's praises for to the extent that they were singing praises by the water, by places where they were drawing water. And it sounded louder, their praises sounded louder than the archers that were shooting their arrows, which apparently made a lot of noise, very, very scary noise. Pasuk 12. So by the way, it's important to know how to read that. It's... Uri Uri Devora. Uri Uri is Milera, meaning you read it with the emphasis on the end. And then the second half is Uri Uri Dabrishir. What's the difference? Um, I don't know. I mean, it means the same thing. But for grammatical, for whatever reason, they must be read emphasis on the first half is at the end, emphasis on the second half is at the beginning. Wake up, wake up, Devora. Wake up, wake up, sing a song. Kum Barak Get up, Barak. And take your captive, son of Abinoam. Then the remnant, meaning the weakened Israel, ruled over the strong men of the nations. God helped me rule over the strong ones. From Ephraim, whose beginning was with Amalek, and then Binyamin came after you. What is this Pasuk saying? It's, I'll translate literally and then let's figure out what it's referring to. From the time of Ephraim 
they, their root was with Amalek. Afterwards came Binyamin in your nation. From Machir came down the governors. And from Zebulun, even those who would pull or who would use the, the stick of a sofer. The Shevet Sofer, the ones who yeah. pull the stick of a Sofer, which is, which is the writing utensil. Okay? There are multiple interpretations for that, but I, I, I like that interpretation. So what is it referring to? So, Mini Ephraim, Shosham, Amalek. What do you know of the relationship between Ephraim and Amalek? From Ephraim, their roots were Amalek. What do you know about that relationship? Well, we know that Yehoshua was from the tribe of Ephraim, and he was the one who first conquered Amalek. Who was the next person who conquered Amalek? Shaul HaMelech And he was from the tribe of Binyamin So that's why it says Acharecha Binyamin Ba'amamechad And Binyamin came up in your people Finally Machir Who is Machir? Machir were the people who joined Devorah in battle this time So she's thanking them for their governors coming down to join in battle And then from also from Zivulun Even the scribes came to fight in battle And she's thanking Zivulun also So the tribes she's fighting um, She's thanking for coming down to fight in Am Yisrael Are Zivulun and Machir also, she's going to thank Besarai bi Sacharim Devora, bi Sachar Ken Barak, Baemek Shulach Baraglav, bi Flagot Reuven Gedolim Chikikelev. And then she says, the princes of Issachar were with Deborah, as was Issachar, so was Barak. So she thanks Issachar. So she's thanking three tribes so far. They went into the valley on feet, and then. Oh, there's an interesting thing. And then amongst the Reuven, there was also great resolve. So she seems to be also thinking Reuven. I think there's also a perush that says the opposite about Reuven. That Reuven was actually unsure to come to battle. So she's actually criticizing Reuven. Here the translation is following the perush that she's praising uh, Reuven for having resolve of heart. Biflagot Reuven in the, in the um, divisions of Reuven, there was great resolve of heart. Okay, so the four tribes she's thinking is Ruven, Machir. Machir is what is Machir from? It's Menashe. Machir is one of the, is one of the sons of Menashe. She's try, she's praising Yisachar, and she's praising Zebulun, right? Those are the tribes that joined her. Lama yashavta ben amishpetaim lishmoa shirichot adarim liflagot Ruven gedolim chikerelev. See, that's why I, I don't like the way he translated the first half Because here, she starts to criticize Reuven He says, why did you sit? Why did you sit among the sheepfolds To hear the whistling of the flock To the armies of Reuven There was a, there was a great searching of heart yeah, so She changes from Chikke Kelev to Chikke yeah, Kelev with, with the withdrawal of Reuven requires great heartfelt investigation. Right. So here she's, she's saying that Reuven did not join the battle, which is, which is more like what I thought before. So the first half, maybe she's starting off with what a could-have-been praise of Reuven, but she's saying, no, but Reuven, you sat out of this battle, you, had, you were unsure, and now that requires a lot of looking into. Gedolim chikirelev. Okay, Pasuk 17, Gilad be'ever hayarden shachen, Vedan lamma yagur onyot, Asher yashav lechof yamim, Ve'al mifratzav ishkon. Gilad abode beyond the Jordan. Gilad is the. Um, Gilad and Machir are also very close. Gilad is also Menashe. No? I mean, Menashe, Machir, 
is said in Parashat Tevarim to have been given the section of the Gilad. So Gilad seems to be a territory. So she's saying the people of Gilad, they, they just dwelled on the other side of the Jordan River minding their own business. Vidan Lamai Gurun Yodan was on their boats. Asher remained on the beach, on the Chof Yamim. And they stayed Ve'al Mifratza Vishkon. What is Mifratza Vishkon? And had to remain by his undefended cities. They, they remain by the undefended. So here they're defending. The translation is defending them there. I think here is, uh, she's criticizing them for not joining the war. 18. Zivulun am cheref nafsho lamut ve naftali al meromes sadeh. No, she, in the Gilad, she's, she's, uh, she's uh, criticized. She seems to be criticizing all of those yeah. groups. I guess all the groups in the previous thing. Otherwise. But she already... Zivulun am cheref nafsho lamut ve naftali al meromes sadeh. But Zivulun were the people that they jeopardized, they jeoparded their lives t- in order to die, meaning they jeoparded, the, they, they put their lives in danger in order to, uh, to die for the cause. And Naftali came upon the high places of the field. So now she's going back to praising Zivulun and Naftali for coming to battle. Then the kings came to fight. They came to fight the kings of Kena'an. From Ta'anach to Megiddo, these are places. They did not take any money. Well, the idea there, when they did not take money, I think it, it represents that they were so crazy about going to war that they even forgot to take their spoils. So the, the Canaanite kings came fiercely out to battle to fight Israel. But but they fought from heaven. The stars in their paths. They fought Sisera. God helped fight Sisera. It said in the Psukim in the pre- and yesterday that Sisera became confused. In fact, you know, there's a, a very interesting perush I read in a book by Rabbi Michael Hatton about, about the story that he says that if you look closely at the song of Devorah, it seems like the people of Sisera were actually overtaken by flooding of the river. Because if you remember, the battle was in Nachal Kishon. Nachal Kishon was a valley. Nachal and valley came to mean the same thing because a lot of valleys were just dried up rivers, right? So what would happen is it would dry up and there would be no water in it, so people would go and have their battle there. But in these valleys that were once rivers, sometimes you'd have an overflowing season and then water would come rushing forth. So his theory, if you look, look, 21, Nachal Kishon Girafam. Nachal Kidumim Nachal Kishon the brook Kishon swept them away that ancient brook the brook of Kishon oh my soul tread them down with strength it's interesting because the Psukim don't tell us anything about it if you look at the story the Psukim don't say and the Kishon overcame them and swept them away she's saying it so this rabbi he kind of intuited it from the song and not from the text itself but the, the difficulty is why wouldn't the text tell us if they were swept away all it tells us is that they got confused so if the, it would have told us that the waters came, it would have made a lot of sense that they got confused. But here it's just... They're, Maybe they were confused at the time because they, didn't, they, they expected it to be dry. Maybe. And then all of a sudden they got flooded with water. Yeah, that's what he's claiming. Yeah. But why didn't the Psukim tell us more? Okay. Uh, 22. Then the horse was stamped by reason of the prancings, the prancings of their mighty ones. Uh, these are very difficult translations. I apologize. This is some of the most difficult texts in, definitely the most difficult in Shofetim, some of the more difficult texts in Tanakh. So 
Bear with me. 23. Cursed be Meroz. Meroz was a city of Jewish people. Cursed be the city, says the angel of God. Let their people be cursed because they did not come to, to help God, to help God amongst the strong men. Tevorach min nashim ya'el, let ya'el be blessed among the women. Eshet chavera keni, min nashim ba'ohel tevorach. May she be blessed from all the women who dwell in a tent. Because she helped the battle yeah. of Israel. Mayim sha'al halab natana. She was asked for water, but she gave milk instead. Besefel adirim ikrivachim a. In a beautiful uh, uh, container, she brought butter. She sent her hand for a peg and her right hand to strike blows. Then she struck Sisera and she crushed his head. And she broke him and his, uh, his skull was, 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 was pierced or was done away with. She, uh, he fell between her feet. He fell and he bowed and he lay down. Between her feet, she, he bent over and he fell. Where he bowed, that's where he fell limp and he died. Then this last piece is very interesting. It's, it's showing what Sisera's mother must have been thinking. Sisera's mother was looking out there, hoping that her son would come back victorious from battle. So M Sisera Beada Ishnav, she's standing there, the mother of Sisera by the windowsill. Madua why is he delayed in coming? Madua why are why are the, the chariots late? Then her maidservants tell her, or her servants tell her, and she even says to herself, No, they're just splitting up the spoils. They're each taking two wombs in, in, a, in, a, in spoils from the women. They're taking very nice pieces of of spoils so shall all of your enemies be destroyed but his loved ones should be like the sun that comes out in its strength and after that the land was peaceful for 40 years so the, the end of it was 40 is a, is a very important time period 40 is a number that represents gestation it represents development of things and it typically is the amount of time it takes for Am Israel to either regroup or to deteriorate so the land was quiet for 40 years until Am Israel started to deteriorate again but what's interesting is that it tells us what the mother of Sisera must have been thinking and we know that she's just making herself feel better so that's uh, we know that none of her wishes came true Okay, uh, very difficult haftarah. Sorry if it was a difficult uh, thing to follow today. Bezer Hashem, we continue. Parashat B'Shalach has a lot going on. It's going to be an exciting week. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen. Amen.